the message today is him 
This voice is also encouraging them not to fear because he has heard the cry of their pain and the cry of their sufferings. Is that not comforting? It is. Because most of them go to doubt, say, since when we don't they cry to God, why is my condition still like this? Why am I still suffering? He said, Fear not. I've heard the cry of what? Of your pain and your sufferings. Take note, little flock who are walking in what? In obedience to every doctrine of the truth. Now, the Holy Spirit, they address this morning. This same voice of the Spirit of God is assuring the little flock that the clean water of the word of truth which they have chosen to follow, we prosper and revive their souls that are already fainting. And we make their souls to be as a water garden and they shall sorrow no more. When a garden is being watered, what do you see in that garden? It's ever what? Fresh and green. See, now so your soul will be. Jeremiah 31. 12b. Jeremiah 31, 12b. And their soul shall be as a watered garden, and they shall not sorrow any more at all. This same voice of the Spirit of God in this scene is saying to this little flock that it shall come to pass when at an appointed time God will give them rest from all their sorrows. It will give them rest from all their fears, the thing where they made them fear. It will give them rest from the high bondage of Satan oppression in their lives. Isaiah 14, verse 3. Isaiah 14, verse 3. And it shall come to pass in the day that the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear and from the hard bondage wherein thou wast made to serve. That is the voice of the Spirit of God saying to you and me, little flock, this morning. At his appointed time, we give us rest from the thing where they make us a fear now, the thing where they make us a sad, and the bondage of oppression of Satan. We give us rest. This same voice of the Spirit of God is assuring the little flock. In Isaiah 43, verse 2, what is the assurance that is giving this little flock? Isaiah 43, verse 2. Verse 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, Thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. When this little flock pass through the waters of trouble, it will be with them in that water of trouble. When they pass through the rivers of afflictions, for righteousness' sake, they say these afflictions shall not overflow them, that they will not perish inside these afflictions. They will not drown inside the rivers of affliction. Because he will deliver them from all this affliction. That is the promise of God. In Psalm 34, verse 19. Psalm 34, 
verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. The righteous are members of the little flock who are walking obedient to this truth. He said, many are the afflictions because for righteousness sake, the voice of the spirit is telling us, they do flow today, that he will deliver them from all, not one affliction, all waiting, affliction that come their way. And he says, when they walk through the fire of persecution, in the hands of their persecutors, for the sake of this truth, we they stand to defend, the fire will not burn them, neither will his flame touch them. That is, they will not feel the fire of persecution. Because he, the Lord, their God, is with them in the midst of that fire. Why will he be with them in that fire? Isaiah 43, verse 4. Isaiah 43, verse 4. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee, Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Little flock are very patient in the sight of God. They are honorable in the sight of God. Because God has loved them for choosing this truth and for walking obedient to this truth. And he said, we'll give men for their life. Rather than they die, we will change men for their lives. Daniel 3. Daniel 3. 3. 20 to 25. 20 to 25. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flames of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto the counselors, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. This testimony of these three children confirmed they say, whatever God says and promises, it will surely do what? Come to pass. These three Russians were thrown into the fire of persecution as the king commanded. But God replaced the life of these Russians by these four men that threw them to the fire. Did they not die? Eh? Does not, no confirm waiting God talks to they are precious and will give men for their life? Three Hebrew children who stood for the truth and walked in the love of their true God defended the truth and said they will never bow down to the gods of that land. They will never bow down to the tradition of the land. The king, Nanga, threw them into the fire furnace. And who was with them in that fire? 
Three were there. But God opened the eyes of the king to see how many men? Four men. It was the fourth person. Jesus. So, little flock, he said, when you pass through fire, it will be with you in that fire. He said, the flame will not burn you. The fire will not burn you. The flame will not kindle against you. Numbers 23, 19. Numbers 23:19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he, shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Whatever God says about his little flock, we're surely waiting come to pass. It will make it good. The problem with us is unbelief. Isaiah 41, 10 to 13. Look at the promise of God for the little flock who are choosing this way of truth and are walking in it. Isaiah 41, 10 to 13. 10 to 13. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea. I will help thee, yea. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that we are incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them, even them that contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. What a wonderful promise. But we must be like little children. We never doubt whatever their earthly fathers or earthly mother promised to do for them. And trust in what our God is saying to us. As long as you have chosen this or you are living obedient to it. David was a man who always believed in all the promises of God because he had been converted to be like a little child. David had so much confidence in God and in all his promises. And his confidence was because he walked in obedience to the truth. That was David's confidence. Once you are walking in obedience to this truth, that should be your confidence. And this obedience to this truth became the refuge the shield and armor of David. So obedience to this truth is our what? Our refuge, our armor. It's our shield. Obedience to this truth became the strength of David's life. Obedience to this truth brought David under God's divine protection. So David was not afraid of the terror of the night. He was not afraid of the innocent person, epidemic. Which walk in darkness, he was not afraid because of his confidence in this truth and obedience to it. Neither was he afraid of Satan's destruction. He wasn't. Psalm 27, 1 to 3. Psalm 27, 1 to 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me 
to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. What is David's confidence here? His obedience to what? To the truth. See, you know, they fear anybody. Even when the wicked, witches and wizards, his enemies and his foes, when they come upon her to eat in, to eat in flesh, they come fall. Because in they obey this truth. You know, fear them. They say, though an host should encamp against me, a host, now larger may be that, of demons. He said, if they come and encamp against me, he said, he had no go fear. Even though war, spiritual warfare, from demons and their human agents, they rise against him, he said, go they confident, can't we? Not in the shaker. Why? Because he obeyed with him. Look at 5 and 6 now. Psalm 27, 5 and 6. A. A. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about. Obedience to this truth. In the time of trouble, God will hide you. In his what? In his pavilion. Your head will not be lifted above your enemies. Psalm 119, verse 38. Psalm 119, verse 38. I have chosen the way of truth. Psalm 26, verse 3b. Psalm 26, verse 3b. Yes. And I have walked in thy truth. David said, I have chosen the way of truth, and I walked in it. That was his confidence. Now, let's read another account about David in Psalm 18 now. Psalm 18. 18. Read verse 6 first. Verse 6. And 13. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Verse 13, yes. the Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. The ears of God are open upon the cry of those who are choosing this truth and are walking in it. Once you hear their cry, you go move into action. And that's what did in the case of David. And what happened now? 13, God now did what? He thundered in the heavens. Eh? And the highest gave his voice. Threw down hailstones and co fire of fire against his enemies. Look at 16 now. Verse to, to 17, yes. 16 and 17. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. Mm -mm. The Lord took David out of the many waters of trouble that he found himself. He can't deliver from the strong enemy. He said the enemy is too strong for him. 17, he delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me. And for this to say, people will hate you. But they will fail. They will stumble and fall. Whatever they are doing. That's why God fought the battle for David. 
Look at 4B of that Psalm 18. 4B. 4B. Yes. Of Psalm 18. Yes. And the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Ungodly men came upon David like a flood. But the Spirit of the Lord lifted up, lifted up his standard against them and set for his arrows and scattered his enemy and confused them. That's in verse 14 now. Verse 14. Verse 14. Yes. Yeah, he sent out his arrows and scattered them and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them. You know, and that is the promise of God for those who are choosing this way of truth and are living in obedience to it. The promise of God, which I read in Isaiah 59, verse 19b. Isaiah 59, verse 19b. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. This is what he did for David. And so for all of us who are little flock, who have chosen this your truth, when enemy, we will not see, unseen forces come upon us like a flood. Be sure, the feet of the Lord, the feet of truth, will lift up a standard. He will discomfit them. He will put them to flight. That they will not be able to achieve their aim, their purpose in your life anymore. Now, why did God take over David's battle like this, in this manner? Verse 21 now, of that Psalm 18. Psalm 18. 21 to 24. 21 to 24. For I have kept the ways of the Lord mm -hmm. and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me and I did not put away this, his statutes from me. I was also upright before him and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore hath the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. This truth, why I don't choose to I've been walking in it. I've been obeying it. So David walked in this truth all the days of his life on that year. And now he's in heaven. This is exactly the manner in which the Lord will fight all the battle for those who have chosen the world truth and are walking obedient to all his doctrines. Now, so God will fight the battle for us. So the Lord will fight for the little flock. Whatever is that battle, the Lord will take over their battle and fight for them. And they will hold their peace. They will have peace round about them. Exodus 14, 14. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. That is for the little flock. The Lord will fight for us and we shall have peace round about us. You know why God is talking this vein? There are people who are going through some battle now. That's why God has come down to address that situation. And he's saying, fear not. I am that God. And I see a great reward. See, don't be discouraged. Whatever that battle, as long as you are a member of this little flock walking in obedience to what? To the truth. Now, in Proverbs 18, verse 10, the truth of God says, the name of the Lord, which is the truth, is in a strong tower, that is strong defense. It's a shield 
He said the righteous, that the believers in Christ, who run to it and live in obedience to it, shall be safe. Safe from Satan's destruction. Safe from enchantment and divination of enemies. Safe from the arrow that fly by day. Safe from destruction that wastes human life at noonday. Safe from no pestilence. Safe from all the evil of the day. But believers in Christ who run away from this truth because of the hardness of his doctrine, they say it's too hard, they're not fit to obey. They are outside God's divine protection and their souls are in danger of eternal condemnation in hell. Because you can only get to heaven by this truth. No other way. He said, I'm the way. Have The truth and the lie. He said, no man can come to my father. I said, what? By me. And who is that me? The truth. So it is safer to run to work. To what? To the truth. And live in obedience to it. Don't run away from the truth. Now, let's see Isaiah 35. Isaiah 35, verse 4. Isaiah 35, verse 4. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God, with a recompense, he will come and save thee. That is the voice of the Spirit of God saying, again, to those little flock who have chosen this way of truth, who have a fearful heart, that is their heart they fear. She made them not fear. But be strong by resting in prayers and by trusting the promises of God that will never fail. These are the two things. He said, God will come with vengeance. To do what? To avenge them of their adversaries. That is, Satan is army of demons that are oppressing you. The human agent, where the demons they use to oppress your life, making life unbearable for you, he's saying they come to avenge. Luke 18, 7 to 8. Look at what Jesus is saying, assuring us. Luke 18, 7 to 8. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? May God let her be found in the faith. Second Thessalonians, chapter 1, verse 6. Second Thessalonians, chapter 1, verse 6. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Not because it also, God sees as righteous to come and pay back all the trouble that they trouble you as my own child, a little flock, walking in this truth. Then they trouble you. He said, I will pay them back. Hebrews 7.25. Hebrews 7.25. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. God will save those who are come to this truth, who are living obedient to this truth, he will save them to the uttermost. Because he's always praying for them before his father's throne. And he will come again to take them up into their mansions, which are preparing for them in their father's house. As long as they abide in this truth to the end. John 14, 1 to 3. John 14. Yes. 1 to 3. 
Let not your heart be troubled. Yes. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, mm. that where I am, there you may all be also. That is final victory. That we shall now be with Jesus, Abby, in his father's house, the mansion you are preparing for us. Having fought the battle, but the condition is that you must abide in these two to the end. Don't be tired. Don't stop your journey halfway along this narrow way, along this truth. Finally, in that hymn, it's eight, eight, one, one, we will read now. The three sons are talk of fear not, fear not, fear not. Abby? And Jesus Christ will always emphasize fear not, fear not. So each day, Jesus knows what the devil is doing to us to make us to be afraid. And he says, fear not. So this fear is a deadly weapon. We say that they use to drag people into the pit of anxiety, into the pit of frustration, pit of hopelessness, and pit of confusion in life. We go lead them to take the wrong decision. That will finally, finally bring them to sit in bondage. Isaiah 24, 17. Isaiah 24, 17. Fear and the pit and the snare are upon thee, O inhabitants of the earth. All inhabitants of the earth, fear they everywhere. And that fear will drive into Peter. And if you know quickly, go to God in prayer. From that pit, you go enter Satan's captivity.